Entertainment presents Empire State Comic Con. April 6th, 7th, and 8th at the Albany Capital Center. Nightmare and Elm Street fans, come meet Robert Englund. From Sons of Anarchy, Ryan Hurst. From Stranger Things, Carabono. Voice actors, Charles Fleischer, Carrie Means, and Brittany Karbowski. Legends, Lou Ferrigno and Mark Dodson. Comic book artists, KidsCon, cosplay contests, and more. All at Empire State Comic Con. Tickets are on sale now at www.escomiccon.com. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare. You are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. Oh, yeah, everybody, it is time. For episode number 190 of the So Wizard podcast, I am your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Ring, tingling, da ding ling ling <laughs> And the expert, Mr. Marquis Markellis Reagans. What is going on, everybody? What up, what up, what up? You are listening to So Wizard Podcast. Three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly. This week we've got some nerdy news to tackle, and then we've got a review and reaction of the new movie, Pacific Rim Uprising. Before we get started with all that, how's everybody doing? Mark, what's going on in the world of Mark this week? Yeah, I wish I can say things were like super exciting and cool, and I had like all of these great stories to tell, but I don't. I'm just, I'm just getting ready for Avengers. That's that's all I care about right now. Uh, Are you still doing your rewatch? Um, yeah, yeah, I've fallen a little behind, but I'm working my way through. These movies are actually really good. I mean, I know that goes without saying, but you kind of forget how good they are until you review, you go back and revisit them. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm really enjoying it. I'm gonna do like a big push as we get closer to the to uh to the release of the movie of the new movie. Nice. Well, you'll have all the movies fresh in your mind for our big uh, Infinity War hype train episode that'll be coming up. So. <laughs> That's right. Excellent. How about you, Aubrey? What's going on? I finished Jessica Jones. Ooh. Um, yeah. I finished The Office. I'm almost finished with Parks and Rec. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, doing a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> so, what'd you think of Jessica Jones? Um, I was annoyed. <laughs> actually buy it um did you guys finish it no no heavens no <laughs> it, it won't be for a while yeah i don't i don't want to ruin it but i was just disappointed in all of the characters ah yeah and the directions that they took well i definitely do have to finish it because luke cage will be here before you know it i definitely got to start watching that one yeah i'm in you know, it's weird. He didn't even make a cameo in season two. He didn't appear at all. He wasn't even mentioned. Hmm. Um, it's just weird. I don't know. There's so much I can spoil, so I don't want to say too much. But, you know, it was just really disappointed, I guess. All right. So o- overall, you're disappointed. Yeah. Okay. It just it didn't feel like an entire season. It didn't have that. It just felt like a backstory, like one long backstory. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I'll check it out. I'll get around to it. 
All right. So, Joy, what about you, man? How have you been this week? Uh, a bit all right. Uh, I haven't been really doing much, but today I did go to a Toys R Us. Yeah. Was there, was there anything left? <laughs> well, after myself and the kids went to see Pacific Rim today, I uh, said it was probably a good idea that we go to a Toys R Us because we haven't been to one in a long time, obviously. The, yeah. The Toys R Us near us where we live in, is in Springfield, Massachusetts, but it's in the butt end of Springfield, Massachusetts. <laughs> so Springfield is pretty accessible by highway. Massachusetts, you could drive across the whole state in two hours, three hours. So it's not like we live in Texas or something. Right. But the, where the Toys R Us is in Springfield is just – it's so annoying to get there. <laughs> It's quicker for me to dr- drive to Worcester, which is in the middle of our state, than it is to drive into the city that's two cities away. <laughs> and it's you just don't that. know what you're going to get either. Springfield right. Plus, it's Springfield. Yeah, dirty. Um, and it's just in an area of Springfield that's not really connected to a major highway. So it's really annoying to go there. So it's not like we went there very often. I, I trying to think the last time I even went there. I think. I had to take I did, had to take Janine there like seven years ago when uh, they had an exclusive Hannah Montana doll. <laughs> oh my god! It, it was a two pack that came with Hannah and her friend <laughs> Montana. <laughs> no, lo, her friend. I can't remember what her friend's real name was, but when her friend was in disguise, her friend was named Lola. Oh jeez! So it was her. It wasn't just the doll of her friend. It was the doll of her friend in her disguise, right? In a two pack. So it was very important that we get this thirty dollar two pack of <laughs> dolls. Um, but yeah, we went there today, and, and right off the bat, like it was busier than I've ever seen it outside today, of like today Black Friday was? or like a Midnight Madness. It was. Mm-hmm. It was busy today. Yeah, it was crazy. Oh my god! Nothing is really on sale. It's like five and ten percent off. Which is nothing like that, like covers tax. Legos are 5% off. Oh, big deal. Big whoop. (laughs) And, uh, you know, action figures and stuff were 10%. Not, not anything really worth writing home about, but the place like picked clean almost already. Like there was just nothing left. (laughs) Right. Right. And the place is trashed. (laughs) This is completely trashed. Of course. Um, my son did get a, a, a DS game. I think it was a Toys R Us. Us exclusive. It was a Chibi Robo that came with an Amiibo. You oh no, that's that is, Aubrey. Yeah, yeah, they had them at GameStop. Yeah. Oh, it was only nine dollars on clearance that it was ten percent off of that. So, but some vendors have pulled back their product already. Yeah, they have zero trading cards at all. <laughs> so, one of the things we he was specifically looking for was Pokemon cards, which they didn't have. And I got a little uh, Lego brick heads, which are like pop figures, but they're Legos. Yeah. And I got the Black Widow um, from Avengers because at the Lego store in Disney World, the people that work there told me that the Marvel brickheads are are discontinued. They're going into the vault. <laughs> they're going into the Disney vault. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're, they, that's how Lego does. They stop making certain sets and that's it. So when I saw it and it was on clearance, I'm like, mm, I'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that. But then. We had to get Pokemon cards, so we went down the road to the worst Walmart in the history of the world, which is like, um, you know, Indiana Jones when they're in the market. Right. <laughs> it's like a third world country and there's like <laughs> people running around and screaming and guys with swords and ninjas and 
people fighting and stuff. That's kind of like what this Walmart is like. <laughs> yeah, that might not be exclusive to our Walmart, man. That might happen at no, almost all other Walmarts. But this one's a special breed because it's surrounded on it not only is it in Springfield, but on both sides of it are trailer parks. So. Oh, that's true. That's true. So it's a special breed of Walmart and it of course was hell on earth. But uh <laughs> I'm still from Pittsfield, so I um, you know. Yeah, <laughs> or yeah. Forbes dubbed our Walmart the world's worst Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Anything from Pittsfield is just like world's <laughs> worst should be implied. <laughs> but that was that was the excitement of my week was I this week I had to work on Saturday. So I worked all night. I worked both jobs last night. I worked at the mall uh, six to nine thirty. And then I drove to my other job, my real job and worked uh, ten thirty to seven. Yep. And then I went home and slept for two hours. And then we went to the movies. Then we went to Toys R Us. Then we <laughs> came home. It's the life of a hustler, H-U-S-T-L-E-R, hustler. <laughs> but Mark, uh, yes, tell me something. Yes. What do you know about social media? All right. So everybody can go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week, along with movie reviews from yours truly, Netflix picks from our buddy Adam Mollyhawk. Uh, you can also purchase our Soul Wizard podcast merchandise there. We have uh, T-shirts, some nice swag that you can pick up, look good while you're representing the show. Uh, a great way to support our show is through our Amazon link that we have there. Click on that big A, do your Amazon shopping, and that way you get your Amazon products and you get to help out Soul Wizard too. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, we have Twitter, Instagram. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you are there. You can also review us on podknife.com. This helps other people find our show. Uh, you can also find us on the Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone, uh, Podbean, on Satcho, Google Play, and we are also on Spotify. Uh, and we're also on the nerdpodcastmafia.com website. New episodes there every week, too. Uh, you can also find us on Powercast 97.9 Internet Radio. Uh, this week's K-pop jam is brought to you by Red Velvet, who you can also find on Spotify. Back to you, Joey. So, for fifty dollars, we can do a cuddle. For a hundred dollars, we can do pretty much ain't pretty much near anything. I don't do anal though. <laughs> I do anal. <laughs> I was waiting for the the second time at the end there. The, the pause is amazing. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> God, does anyone? I mean, you know. <laughs> I feel like porn has lied to me. <laughs> Every time in my life I've been in a situation where you would think, based on watching porn, like, what's going to happen? It never happens. <laughs> <laughs> like the pizza guy comes by and just drops off the pizza? Right. You know, I was in a hotel for work and someone was banging on the door and I didn't invite him when I was alone in another state and I opened the door and it was an Asian woman and she just was had the wrong room and then she left. <laughs> Every time I've been in the hospital, I've just been sick. You know, I don't know. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Waiting and nothing. No. So thanks for nothing. Porn. <laughs> But enough about that. Mark, I have not 
paid a goddamn lick of attention to any news this week. So this is all I'm going in blind. All right. And it looks, why don't you take us in raw? <laughs> Drop some news on us. <laughs> all right. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right. So this week in news, we had a couple of trailers drop. Uh, a new trailer for Deadpool 2 came out this week. Uh, showed a lot more footage with Ryan Reynolds and uh, Josh Brolin as Cable. Uh, done to the soundtrack of Mama Said Knock You Out, which I was like, oh my God, this this music fits this trailer so perfectly. I loved this trailer. Like I was, you know, I'm, I like the first Deadpool. I don't absolutely love it. Uh, but this trailer made this movie look, it looks like it's going to be so much fun. I am so pumped for it now. Uh, I'm, it's coming out, uh, God, when is it coming out? In June, I believe, beginning of June. Um, so I'm psyched for it. Um, Aubrey, what did you think of Deadpool, the new Deadpool 2 trailer? You know, I really liked it. And what I like most, I think, about the Deadpool trailers is that I don't feel as though they give too much away of the movie. Mm-hmm. They're kind of just like action scene, action scene nonsense. And then you don't, you kind of leave it like, okay, that was a Deadpool trailer. So, you know, I kind of like that because then you go into it and you're not, it's not ruined. So, Is there any part of the trailer that stood out to you? Anything that was like your favorite part? I, I did like the music. Um, I find with the Deadpool trailers, too, that I like, you know, how they mash them to the music. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, I liked that about Thor, too, was that they had um, Led Zeppelin. So mm-hmm. I'm easy to please. <laughs> <laughs> do you do anal, though? <laughs> I, don't. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't Not do. my favorite. <laughs> Not your favorite. <laughs> Joey, what did you think of the trailer, dude? Um, it looked really cool. <laughs> I feel like it almost washed away all the bad news of the last couple of weeks for this movie with uh, reports of bad screenings, which mm-hmm. may or may not be accurate at this point. No one's quite sure. But it looked really cool. Um, everyone that I wanted to see was in it. And uh, we got X-Force. <laughs> right? And, that was awesome. And, uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead and Cable looks amazing. Um, Domino looks really cool. Everything looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, the director, the fight scenes in Atomic Blonde looked really good. So I don't think it was ever a worry that it was going to look good. You know, was anyone ever concerned that this movie was going to look good? Yeah, they're like it's more about like visually, it's, it looks pretty strong, but it's, it's a story that's going to be uh, the make or break of this. Yeah, because even though the first movie had a ton of jokes, it was it still had a storyline. It wasn't just vignettes of wacky things happening in fight scenes. So I'm still nervous, but I think it uh, I think it is going to be pretty awesome. (laughs) I'm pretty (laughs) excited. I got to tell you. Um, And I just wish they had used some more DMX. (laughs) Oh, come on. Where the hood at would have been perfect. (laughs) You just have to bleep out the like seventeen-year-old uh, homophobic references. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not kosher anymore. No, I thought the music choices in his trailer were perfect. The uh, oh uh, yeah, I'm not complaining at all. But I just I like DMX. So. <laughs> the way it starts off with "I'm all out of love," I was dying. I was dying. I love it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad the taxi driver's back. Yes. Yep. And um, 
Domino looks awesome. She looks fantastic. And uh, Cable looks badass, too. It's uh, it reminding me of like a Terminator type of thing where he has to come and get this kid and then Deadpool has to like protect the kid. You know, it's very Terminator 2-ish. But uh, I, I think I can't wait. I think it looks amazing. Yeah, I don't have any problem with Cable being a giant ball of cliches and tropes <laughs> because that's pretty much what he is in the comics anyway. <laughs> Plus, that plays off Deadpool really well. So yep. it, it looks cool, man. I'm just, oh, man, I really hope that some of the spoilers I read and, and, and those uh, screenings just aren't 100% accurate, but you never know. You know, remember we heard that Batman versus Superman got a standing ovation at a screening. So. <laughs> that's true. And I don't know if people were just happy it was over at that point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, and speaking of uh, other Deadpool news, we did get news before that um, Donald Glover and Stephen Glover were going to be working on a Deadpool cartoon for the FX channel. Uh, that is not happening anymore. Uh, they have decided that they are parting ways uh, due to, uh, I want to say, creative differences. So Marvel uh, will continue their relationship with uh, FX on the Legion TV show. But the Deadpool animated show that they were planning on, I'm kind of following in the same steps as uh, the TV show Archer. It's not happening right now. It's not that Donald Glover and Stephen Glover are just leaving it and someone else is coming in. It looks like the whole show is scrapped. So, you know, I think with the movie, that's probably enough Deadpool right now. We don't want to get too crazy. So I'm not too heartbroken about this news. Uh, Joey, how do you feel about there not being a Deadpool animated show coming out? Well, I was kind of looking forward to it. I mean, we all love Donald Glover and clearly we like Deadpool. So it was would have been interesting to see what they came up with. But I'm not like heartbroken that I don't have another thing I have to watch. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And it's not to say they're not ever going to make a not make a Deadpool cartoon or or something else cool. But, you know, I I think Legion's really good. So that was kind of interesting to see what they would have done. Of course, I'm super far behind on Legion. So they played a uh, trailer for season two at the movie theater. And I was just like, I am so far. (laughs) No idea. (laughs) The first season's only six episodes. (laughs) But that's a show you can't put on as background noise. (laughs) Yeah. You have to pay attention to it. Yeah, I noticed that when I got halfway through episode three and I was just like, I can't do this right now. I have to do laundry. <laughs> I can't sit here and intensely concentrate on this show. So, oh, well, but yeah, I mean, it sucks, but I'm sure I'm sure that we will get more Deadpool one way or the other. So, I'm not, you know, it's not like uh, it's some obscure character like Spectacular Spider-Ham or something <laughs> that I mean, this was our one shot to get any sort of content for. I, I'm sure more Deadpool is coming, guys. Well, I guess we'll have to see how the movie does. Aubrey, what about you? Are you disappointed that we're not getting a Deadpool animated TV show? No. <laughs> were you looking forward to it at all? No. No? Okay, perfect. <laughs> 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 All right. So in uh, in other Marvel uh, TV news, we got another trailer for Cloak and Dagger uh, that will be premiering on Freeform uh, this coming summer. A uh, little more footage, a little bit more character development and some more special effects that they showed in the trailer. Uh, I am on board. I mean, I was on board already. I like these characters. Uh, I think this trailer looked pretty cool. I, I really like the... I really like the fact that they're playing off of them being complete opposites, like being drawn together. But then when they get together, shit happens. Um, it was, I think, one of the lines of the trailer. So uh, I'm psyched for this. I'm Aubrey. Did you get a chance to take a look at the trailer? And what did you think of it? I did watch it. Um, it's cool looking. But again, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about anything that I can't watch right away. 
mm-hmm. especially on free form. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. What about you, Joy? I thought it looked cool. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that give me pause. The fact that it's on free form, is there going to be a lot of teenage angst and dating uh, forced into this? Probably. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, I got to tell you, I didn't really like runaways that was on Hulu, which was about teenagers and, MCU Marvel. I, I don't need it to be Marvel Netflix dark. Like it doesn't need to be that. There's room for a million different types of TV shows. So that's mm-hmm. fine. And not every TV show has to be made for me. So, you know, if it's not something that after a few episodes I'm interested in, obviously I'm not going to watch it. But, you know, I do like these characters a lot. They debuted right around when I first started reading comics. So I kind of, in. Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider-Man, which was the first uh, comics I was buying. So I have a kind of place in my heart for him. So hopefully uh, it looks cool. You know, I just, you know, you get the same kind of Marvel TV thing where it's connected, but it's not connected. And, yep. um, which is fine because and we've talked about this before. You know, you don't buy an issue of Cloak and Dagger and expect Iron Man and Thor on every page. Um <laughs> So, I mean, that's something you you don't expect as a comic book fan. I don't know what, you know, media, other media fans are expecting, but I just, I, I want it to be cool and uh, I hope it's going to be cool and it looks cool, but we're just going to have to see at this point. There's just, there's still just not much to go on. And I've heard the pilot is slow. Oh God. <laughs> Bro, um, well, I'll that, never make a past episode. Yeah. It, well, what people were saying is that they don't really get together until the end of the first episode. But it's one of those things where it's like you already know they're going to get together. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like if all of like 75 percent of Pacific Rim Uprising was uh, trying to make you figure out, is John Boyega going to drive a robot? <laughs> like, Well, we've seen this in the trailers already. So we know that that's eventually going to happen. Just like we know eventually Cloak and Dagger, these <laughs> the titular characters of Cloak and Dagger are going to team up and be. <laughs> and dagger so spending 45 to 50 minutes of the pilot teasing whether it's going to happen is kind of a waste but if it's well done and, and it's cool I, i'm all in especially if i can watch it online or something i'm probably end up just watching it on fucking hulu at some point after five or six episodes come out but we'll definitely at least watch the pilot on the show yeah i know yeah. mark you're you're pumped right i'm yeah, I am. I am pumped for it. Uh, I was kind of disappointed by Runaways, and it's one of those things where, you know, I got what I wanted. You know, I wanted Gert and Chase and a dinosaur and power gloves. You know, I, I got all of the shit that I thought I wanted, but then when they put it all together in a TV show, it just didn't quite gel the way uh, a TV show should should gel. So I'm hoping season two of Runaways is going to be better, and I'm hoping Cloak and Dagger is going to not follow that path. But um, we'll see. We'll see. All right. So uh, in other TV news, uh, it looks like they are making a Street Fighter TV show. Uh, this one is going to be uh, kind of headlined by uh, Mark Gordon uh, by a company called E1, which I've never heard of. Uh, but one note that I did pay attention to was the executive producers are uh, people who worked on a Street Fighter Assassin's web series which I've never seen, but it, it made a dent, so I actually did hear of it. So it must be either good or bad. It did make an, uh, an impression. So a Street Fighter TV show I think sounds cool. The plot that they described sounded pretty awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm down for it. 
Aubrey video game extraordinaire. How do you feel about Street Fighter, the TV show? I don't want it to happen. I think it's one of the stupidest ideas I've ever heard. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I I think that I just didn't they already have a Street Fighter show on Amazon or something? What was that crap I had to watch? Uh, that might have been <sighs> the web combat? series. No. That that might have been the web series, the Street Fighter. Yes, it was the web series. God, that was horrible. It was. Oh no. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want that to. I don't want to see it. (laughs) No, please, fucking don't. I don't want to see that. Oh, all right. So, Joey, what about you, dude? I uh, I man, I have weird feelings on this. (laughs) I love Street Fighter. Street Fighter Two is like one of the seminal video games in my life. Uh, my friends and I used to spend eight hours at the arcade <laughs> when it came out. Mm-hmm. They used to have it set up with like a CRT TV on top of the cabinet because there'd be so many people watching people play. <laughs> you could watch on the TV over the over the game. Jesus. And it, this was like a million years ago. So it was a, a tube TV. <laughs> but, and there was no internet. So to learn the moves, we had a magazine. We had a copy of Electronic Gaming Monthly magazine that I had rolled up in my back pocket. So mm-hmm. if we had certain characters we all used, like I always use Ken or Balrog. But if it wasn't busy and you didn't have to try to keep people from knocking you off the machine, then we'd try different characters. So we had the magazine. We could learn their moves and, and experiment. So, and and you know, we used to spend a lot of time at the arcade playing this game. Like I said, my mom would drop us off and pick us up eight hours later and we'd have been in the arcade all day. And so I love street fighter. And then the two street fighter movies are two of the best bad movies <laughs> ever. I John Claude Van Damme one is fucking classic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw that in the movie theater <laughs> and he has that amazing speech in it where he's like troopers, <laughs> He's like, I'm going up that river <laughs> and kick that son of a bitch bison's ass so hard. <laughs> the next bison is going to feel it. <laughs> and I could. Yeah. So uh, that is a fucking classic bad movie. That's that would be a good. I hate you now. Watch. But yeah. in terms of like, <laughs> like a live action Street Fighter, they've never been able to do it. They've tried so many times. So. I want it to either be amazing with like really awesome fights and like each character has a different style. So, you know, there's a lot of cool stuff you could do with it. Or I want it to be so fucking awful that it's hilarious (laughs) and great to watch. There can be no in between. This can't be Justice League. That's like a wet fart of a movie. And you just forget about it an hour later. Like this either needs to be face meltingly awful with uh, what the hell is that guy's name? And and. did you you see uh, Street Fighter: The Legend of Chun Li, Mark? Yeah, I did see it. I love Chun Li. Well, yeah, but the guy was he? I don't even remember what movie he was from. He plays Charlie. He's like the secret agent guy. He's always talking to his cell phone. Oh no, I don't remember that guy. I remember. What the fuck was that? I remember the Chris bad guy. Klein. There you go, Chris Klein. What the hell was he in? The American than, shit. The American, uh, American Pie. Pie. Oh, okay, yeah. So like that guy. <laughs> Yeah, it's like that is a classic bad movie performance. Holy shit. So if we can get like horrendously bad like that, I'm in. If we can get awesome, I'm in. But if I watch it and it's boring or middling, I'm out. So now I have a feeling it's going to be boring and middling, dude. I'm sorry. The concept sounded kind of cool to me. 
me not me not being a Street Fighter fan. The concept sounded kind of cool. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on, they had the cool Mortal Kombat like series on YouTube. Fuck no, it's probably terrible too. I didn't watch it, but it was probably was. All right. So in some uh, casting news, uh, the Men in Black reboot is chugging along. Uh, we might have talked about this before. Chris Hemsworth is going to be starring in it, putting out his uh, his uh, comedy chops and his charm that he displayed on Thor Ragnarok. And it looks like we got another uh, lead in the movie, Tessa Thompson. She of uh, Valkyrie, also from Thor Ragnarok uh, and Creed and uh, Annihilation. She's just awesome. Uh, Tessa Thompson will be another quote unquote men in black for this reboot. Uh, I think this is great. Uh, they prove that they have chemistry based on the last Thor movie, and uh, she's awesome to look at, besides being a great actress. So uh, I'm down for this. Uh, Joey, how do you feel about Valkyrie joining Thor for Men in Black? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really want a Men in Black. I don't really care about Men in Black enough to be excited about it existing. Yeah. I'm excited about her and Chris Hemsworth in a movie together because they were really good in Thor Ragnarok. And they were both really funny. So that part's exciting. And, you know, she's easy on the eyes. <laughs> and uh, she seems pretty cool. So uh, I, I think I'm down. I think I think the more stuff we hear about this, the more interesting it gets. I want to see mm-hmm. who's going to be the director. Oh, I can uh, tell you who's going to direct it. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Louis Letelier. <laughs> I like Louis Letelier. Screw you. Uh, now, the director is going to be F. Gary Gray. He of Fate of the Furious. And possibly one of the funniest comedies I've ever seen, Friday. Oh, okay. Friday friggin' rules. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm in then. Yeah. I, I, I am now officially interested in this movie. Nice. Nice. What if we get it? Aubrey, a, have you ever seen, uh, have you ever seen Friday? No. What? What? Oh, no. Damn! Do you know what you say to Aubrey when she hasn't <laughs> seen Friday? You just made the list! That is a definite, you have to watch that movie, Aubrey. I will. I will. It's on the list. All right. I'm going to officially put that one down uh, as the list of Aubrey. So, Aubrey, how about you? How do you feel about Tessa Thompson in uh, Men in Black? Are you ready for another Men in Black? Yeah, I mean, I'll take it. It won't be as good as the first one, just for nostalgia reasons. But I don't hate that those two are chosen for it. Mm-hmm. The real Holy question: shit. Are we gonna get a, a song? <laughs> I was just about to say I the real question so. is: Are we gonna get a Jaden Smith uh, rap <laughs> to go along with it? <laughs> men in black, men in black, men in black. <laughs> exactly. We need it. So yeah, yeah. I think it's cool. I think it's it's really cool. I like F. Gary Gray. I'm glad to see him. Oh, Jesus! I totally forgot. He also did Straight Outta Compton too. Um. Yeah, the guy's amazing. So I want him to make all of the money that he can, make all of the big movies that he can. I'm rooting for him. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's it. That's it for the news. Awesome. Well, thank you, Mark, for your news. Uh, let's see here. So I guess we'll uh, we'll jump on into uh, the main event of the evening then. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. All right, so we all had a chance to go see Pacific Rim Uprising, the newest movie that came out featuring John Boyega and 
Charlie Day, <laughs> and Scott Eastwood. Yeah. So we're going to talk about it. But before we do or not, before we get into spoilers, we're just going to you know talk a little bit about it. And then we'll let you know when we're going to start spoiling. So uh, to start, let me ask you guys, what did you think of the first Pacific Rim, uh, Aubrey? I liked the first Pacific Rim. Um, it was interesting. I like giant robots. Kind of reminds me of Gundam. So I, I liked it. All right. And what about you, Mark? I thought the first one was okay. Um, you know, the robots and the monsters fighting was cool, except for they seemed to move a little bit too slow for me. And the story I thought was like, eh, and the acting I thought was atrocious. Jesus. Um, but yeah, if you just want to watch like some robots fight some monsters, yeah, it's good for that. Hmm. Okay. I love the first one. (laughs) Of course you do. (laughs) I love it. Um, it is not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but. I, I loved everything about it. The, mon- the monsters, the robots, the uh, weird, not quite Independence Day vibe of it all. And I literally just watched it two days ago. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. Did it hold up when you watched it two days ago? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, uh, it was funny because Jen came and wa- sat down like halfway through it. And then when uh, Ildris Alba saves <laughs> the uh, God, that's this is bad. What, what's the girl's name? Little the Asian girl in the first one. Oh, um, his pseudo daughter. Yeah. Uh, what is her name? Her name Mako. is uh, yeah, Mako. It was yeah. Was it Mako? I thought it was Makio. I thought you were right. Something yeah. like that. When, uh, yeah, when he, she's in the drift and she looks up and she sees like Ildris Alba get out of the <laughs> the Yaker and there's like glowing light <laughs> all around him. Jen's like. That looks like my dreams. <laughs> like, oh, Jesus. Awesome. So, you know, it was good times. I, I enjoyed it. So, you know, we all had a chance to see the new one. Why don't you give me a non-spoiler, just kind of impression of what you thought of the movie, Mark? I enjoyed the hell out of it. Aubrey? Um, it was okay. I'm, again, I like giant robots. So. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I liked it a lot more than I thought I was. I was prepared for ass on ass on ass. Mm-hmm. And I certainly liked it a lot more than I thought I would. It was not as good as the first one, but it was a lot better than anticipated, I guess would be the best way to put it. But that's about as much as we can say without spoiling stuff. So we're just going to go ahead and jump right into spoilers. Mark is going to play a sound drop. And once it's done, we are going to be spoiling the shit out of Pacific Rim Uprising. So, Mark, drop it like it's hot. Clear spoiler. Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. All right, brother. Bring it on. All right. So this story takes place 10 years after the first one. And, uh, you know, about the first one, I really don't understand, like, this super high pedestal that everyone puts this movie on. Like, I like Guillermo del Toro. But this movie is not that good. This movie is definitely more, um, the first one is definitely more uh, Crimson Peak <laughs> than it is Shape of Water. So uh, I don't, I just don't get it. I don't get the, the high pedestal that everyone puts the first movie on. But this one takes place 10 years later. It's about uh, Idris Elba's character's son, uh, Idris Elba Stacker Pentecost. Uh, this is about his son, Jake Pentecost, who doesn't want to be anything like his father. He's a guy who goes out and uh, 
buys, uh, or not buys, steals uh, old Jaeger parts and sells them on a black market uh, to make a buck. He's all about making money and partying and doing his thing. He's not about being a part of the uh, the war against the, the kaiju. Uh, and at this point, the kaiju hasn't made an appearance at all. So we've kind of had peace, it looks like. So he comes across a... As he's trying to steal a piece to sell to some uh, some villains, he comes across uh, a, a young girl who's also taking pieces in order to build her own Jaeger. And uh, when I saw this, when I saw this little girl, I'm like, fuck, this is it's Transformers. Oh, no. It's, it's Transformers <laughs> all over again. Like, fuck. I was, I was really looking forward to this movie. Um, but turns out she's actually not annoying. <laughs> Her character is actually really cool. I was like, Wasn't holy that shit. shocking? <laughs> I was stunned. I was stunned. Uh, so yeah, so she, uh, is all about building her own Jaeger and she builds like a little Jaeger, um, that can only be piloted by one person instead of two. And her and John Boyega's character, uh, Pentecost, they escape, uh, the bad guys and then try to escape the main Jaegers from the uh, military. Now, what did you guys think of this new character, the the young girl named, uh, oh, God, what the hell's her name? It's not a good sign for the movie. <laughs> I can't remember I, anybody's. I, yeah, I'm bad with names. Oh, uh, her name was Amara Namani. So what did you guys think of Amara uh, Aubrey? She's cool. I don't know. <laughs> We at least surprised or, or happy, Aubrey, that a, a, there was like a kid in the movie that wasn't like the worst thing on the face of the earth. Yeah, that was kind of nice. Um, I think that most kids in movies are portrayed as annoying and in, in the way. So that's kind of nice. Yeah, she was like a scrappy young fighter who, you know, was intelligent enough to figure out how to build her own robot. And her robot was actually cool. Unlike the, the little robot in, in Transformers, that was just like a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> you just had to say the robot and transformers. You didn't have to go any further than that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so they wind up uh, getting arrested and uh, the option is they can either go to jail or they could join up with the military from the first movie, um, which was, well, just, just to re- just so to clarify that that's only because they had built their own robots. <laughs> they don't just randomly grab <laughs> criminals and, and give them giant robots to drive. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. She proved her, her smartness of, uh, having her robot almost, almost out, outsmart their big giant robots. So, uh, yeah. So they both joined a team, which I thought was kind of cool. It was very cool for me to see like, her get like her not her stripes but for her to join like a military group like she walks in a bunker and there's there's already like a group of teenagers who are like kind of like military guys and girls you know they're like badasses and she's like the young recruit who you know doesn't really want to be there but has to be there i actually thought this was the first when she meets the group of teenagers Mm -hmm. (laughs) this was the first time you're like pacific rim was focus tested for overseas audiences (laughs) Because <laughs> there's like someone for everyone. <laughs> well, like there's there someone representing every country that the first movie did good in. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want your country to be represented in Pacific Rim 3, you need to go see part two as much as possible. Uh, ex- exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah. So they. Uh, so. Oh, so what did you guys think of Scott Eastwood in this movie? I thought he was fine. I don't understand where the hate's coming from. <laughs> I didn't have any problem with him in the movie. 
it took me a while to get into it. Some of his delivery was a little like, ah, yikes, dude. Um, but then when you compare it to the first movie, it was perfect. <laughs> if it, it fits right in. Well, I mean, has he really been in this many in a, a ton of like special effects type movies like this? Maybe he was just a little overwhelmed, like what he's supposed to be doing. Oh. I had zero problem with him in the movie at all. Mm-hmm. Other than it's really weird how much he looks like his dad. Yeah, I didn't really get that at all. Aubrey, what about you? What did you think of Scott Eastwood? I don't really care. <laughs> he does look like his dad, though. But yeah, really. yeah, buddy. And it, I was just underwhelmed all around. So they, uh, so Scott Eastwood and um, and uh, John Boyega, they're like old friends. Uh, Boyega's character like kind of left the military because he a didn't want to like live under his father's shadow. He wanted to do his own thing. He's kind of like a rebel. It's a rebel dotty. And but he's like back in the group uh to like kind of help Scott Eastwood help these young teenagers become better pilots. So they have to go to a uh like a ceremony because there's another company that wants to build drones instead of having uh human pilots who have to drift together and link up and get inside of the suits. They want to have drones so that humans can operate them off site. Um kind of like uh Iron Man 2. I was getting a lot of Iron Man 2 vibes at this part. What about you, Joy? Did, did, you, did I come up in, in, to you, Joy, at all? Yeah. Well, here comes uh, Pacific Rim is brought to you by the country China. <laughs> I always just think of G Gundam every time I think of people operating big robots um, in like platforms like that. I, mm. feel, I think of G Gundam all the time. So, you yeah. know, Joy, one thing I did notice um, – this movie was produced by Legendary Pictures, who did like mm-hmm. a lot of movies before. I kind of forgot that they were bought out by a Chinese company like a couple of years ago. Right. So seeing like a huge Chinese presence in this movie, not surprising at all. <laughs> no, but <laughs> at, one tiny at times bit. it's it's really jarring. <laughs> <laughs> it's not super bad because like it fits within the continuity of the first movie and all that stuff. It's fine. It's just... <laughs> It, it it's it almost skirts up to the level of Independence Day returgence. Yep. Where like the movie had to stop for three minutes so we could explain how amazing China is. <laughs> <laughs> With like some actors from China shot completely independently of all other actors <laughs> in the film. But um it, it never gets to that point, but it, there were times where it started to feel like it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's fine. I liked that they uh a lot of, uh, they used you know they spoke in mandarin a lot of times and stuff. so there's a lot of cool stuff but it was just it's it started to get a little grating i don't know if that makes me like i don't want to say racist but like i don't know nationalist i don't know yeah, yeah. That, like, sounds, that sounds about right <laughs> this is a this is my american movie i'm watching here why is there so much about china in it <laughs> yep that sounds about right uh so so Jake and uh, Scott Eastwood's character have to go to the ceremony that uh, that uh, Jake's uh, sister, uh, the character from the first movie, what did we say her name was? Mako? Yeah. Uh, that Mako is doing a presentation on also. And uh, as they're there, something comes out of the water and it's not a kaiju. It's dun, 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 Godzilla. <laughs> it's another Jaeger, like a big badass Jaeger. And this Jaeger is out to destroy people. Now this was kind of shocking to me. I'm like, why are why are they fighting? Who's in? Who the fuck is in that rogue Jaeger? And then we get our first big battle um, in his in uh, on the streets. 
which I honestly, I thought it was fucking awesome. <laughs> I, yes. was, I was all in at this part. Uh, and the, and uh, Lambert was his name. Uh, Scott Eastwood's character, Lambert and Pentecost, they kind of get their asses kicked by this new Jaeger. Uh, so what do you guys think of this first big fight scene in the city? I was excited. I love explosions. I love robots. I love beating <laughs> robots. <laughs> I thought it was cool too. I was surprised when the water started swirling. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a, a kaiju, but it was a, a robot. Yeah. So, and it had two swords. Mm-hmm. So I I thought the the fights this scene in and all the other fight scenes in the cities were freaking awesome. <laughs> So like, like, you cannot complain if if you are a fan like Aubrey and myself and I'm not sure Mark are you a fan of giant robots fighting uh when done when they look cool yeah <laughs> well I mean you really can't complain about <laughs> any of the action scenes in this movie so. mm-hmm. okay now what did you guys think of the re- other returning characters Charlie Day and um uh, the doctor the other doctor guy I was uh happy yeah that they were all that I loved that they had other characters from the movie. I was pissed that they killed Makio. Yes, that was uh, that. I mean, you knew she had to die because yeah, plus she she's Japanese and Chinese people don't like <laughs> Japanese people. So you know, mark, focus marketing, focus marketing. Um, but I was also really pissed that Charlie Day is evil. <laughs> yeah, that that took a twist. That took a twist when he there's yeah that that was a huge twist. But like, <laughs> I was kind of pissed because. You don't expect that of him as an actor or, you know, people just love that fucking guy from It's Always Sunny. So mm-hmm. and his character was That's why I love him <laughs> because it's always sunny. Exactly. He's just great. Mm-hmm. I loved him in Horrible Bosses, too, though. Yeah. I liked him in uh, uh, the movie with Ice Cube Fist Fight or whatever the name of it was. The one where teachers in a fight after school. I thought he was actually really, really funny in that one. But um. Yeah. Yeah, he I I was kind of pissed because I really like as much as I didn't didn't really like the first movie, this was kind of a clean slate for me, and I liked his character throughout the movie so far. So when it does that turn, I'm like, oh man! But it made sense. That's the thing. It made sense why it happened. You know, he was and he was dressed like uh, Ron Perlman from the first movie. Oh really? Yeah, I he thought- was dressed very similar. <laughs> I just thought he had a cool style. So it's so this is where you you kind of have to watch the first movie to see like to get reacquainted with the part where he him and the other dude I guess they like they drift into the the creature's brains. Is, is that what happened? Yeah, in the, first, in the one? first one they were able to figure out how to defeat the kaiju by drifting with a kaiju brain, mm-hmm. but they keep reiterating throughout the first movie that it's a two way street. <laughs> So you're seeing stuff from them and they're seeing stuff from you. So then in this movie, when he goes back to his apartment and he still has the brain <laughs> and he's still drifting with it, it's, beca- it's you know, he's now been infected by it. So. Right. By the way, I was shocked. I didn't know what was going to happen. Like when he came home to his apartment, he's like, honey, I'm home. And he starts talking about his day. I'm like, who the fuck is he talking to? I thought it was going to be like the other doctor. <laughs> but instead, it's a giant brain in, in a jar. Like a Five foot brain in a jar. It's crazy. Aubrey, would you ever date a five foot brain in a jar? If it had a good personality, <laughs> <laughs> large bank account. Yeah. Mm, made you feel real good. Real good. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. All right. So, so Machio died, and, you know, everyone's sad. And then 
uh, one of Machio's last things to do before she before her helicopter crashed, before she died, and she almost she almost got saved. You know, her brother reached his hand out, and the giant Jaeger almost saved her, but just missed her. Uh, she was uploading a file that went through um, even after her helicopter crashed. And once they got that file, they saw that it wasn't a symbol for a kaiju. It was actually a map leading to a empty base in the middle of some place up north where there was a lot of snow. Siberia. Siberia. Thank you. I didn't know. I didn't know what this had to do with the story, but somehow our characters got there in their suits. And sure enough, the other uh, Jaeger was there and we got another big battle on the ice. And it was fucking awesome. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. I love seeing like all of the ice coming from them. I just love that whole scene. Uh, what did you guys think of that fight scene? I thought it was awesome. <laughs> all the fight scenes in this movie were really good. Um, again, though, they never come back or explain like what that base had to do with anything, do they? Nope, nope not at all. Oh, wait, no, because it was, uh, there was something, what was going on there? There was like, was it illegal kaiju or illegal? They like, there's like one line where they're like, oh, this is what happens here. And then the fight starts. <laughs> I, I don't remember at all, like what the point of that was, but we got a really cool fight out right. of it. So I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, like, right. I don't remember why they went there. That's the whole, that was the whole point of it. Uh, so eventually we discovered that the, the rogue, the rogue Jaeger is powered by kaiju. The kaiju somehow, or kaiju brains. They somehow, somehow managed to work their way into a system where they can pilot um, these giant machines. Dun, dun, dun. All right. So now that they've figured out that it's um, the, kai, the kaiju that is piloting, piloting the Jaeger, uh, I believe there's like one more attack. I think they decide to come up. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. They work their way into the drones. After that first big attack, um, the other major character of the story, uh, her name is Xiao. She owns a company that's building the drones. And that's the company that our buddy Charlie Day works for. Yeah, and they set her up like she's the bad guy of the movie. <laughs> yeah, because she's like a total like Lex Luthor, like evil genius girl through she the entire kind, movie she was, she was kind of hot yeah <laughs> she, she kind of was yeah yeah so once all hell breaks loose and then just like iron man 2 she's like my drones could have taken care of this now's the time to to get my drones up and and running so they do but the kaiju has taken over all of the drones so now all of these drones that are Operated by no one or not operated by Kaiju. And they blow the hell out of the base that uh, John Boyega and Scott Eastwood and uh, all of the teenage kids are at. So then there's only a few, <laughs> there's only a few uh, Kaiju left. Oh, but then Charlie Day unveils his master plan. <laughs> oh, right. Where all the, all the <laughs> drones that he had, he built in some sort of backdoor program on the drone Jaegers. And so then they just go out into the ocean and they start opening rifts like everywhere. <laughs> right. So they're opening rifts and they're going to let all the different kaiju escape and get out of there. So now there's only like a few Jaegers left. Um, and the main, the main thing that, the, that I believe that they, they set up is that on top of Mount Fuji, there is a, there is an opening. Like so, a, yeah, it's an active volcano. And but like this, they figure out that all of the points that um that they're all digging into to like open up 
the holes, they all kind of point to this one place. Like Mount Fuji is the epicenter of where the um, the kaiju are going to take over the world, escape. So the Jaegers have to go and fight the remaining uh, three kaijus that managed that did manage to escape the the holes, and they're all making their way to Mount Fuji. So then we get another right. big epic battle in the streets, which is awesome, which is amazing. And then the freaking three kaiju link up and become one giant mega kaiju. <laughs> it's like massive. And at this point, like all of our heroes, there's only like four of them, and each one of them is getting taken out. And I'm not going to lie. At this point in the movie, I'm like, there is no fucking way they're going to win this fight. Like, there's no way. There's no way. There, This giant thing is killing all of them or destroying all of their suits. Uh, one of the kids die. One of the teenagers die, which I was like kind of shocked over. Um, and this thing is making its way to Mount Fuji, and there's no way to stop them. So, Joey, how do they stop the giant mega kaiju? All right. So... <laughs> they fly up into this atmosphere super high and then they just dive with the last the last remaining Jaeger is a uh, Gypsy Avenger, which is a new version of the main Jaeger from the first movie. And then they dive at the Kaiju. So it's co- going right towards the opening of the volcano and they're diving at it at, like ludicrous speed. <laughs> it's like, it's like and the, they're going to it's like the ultimate yeah. top rope. <laughs> yeah, they're going to eject. And uh, I don't know what you want to call it, like in the escape pods so mm-hmm. that they don't die. <laughs> right. But then there's a malfunction. And thankfully, China <laughs> is there to save the day. Always. China, um, the the main girl, uh, Xiao, Xiao, the leader of the company, is piloting the little Jaeger from, from the first movie. The or from the beginning of the movie. Of the, movie. <laughs> the tiny one. But she's made modifications because... China is better than American girl. So, so the superior communist nation of China uh, saves John Boyega and the little girl. And the Jaeger smashes into the giant mega kaiju and like <laughs> cleaves it in half, <laughs> which is fucking awesome. <laughs> it's amazing. And, and then everybody's happy. And... The, the end of the movie is so weird because like John Boyega and uh, the little girl are just sitting on the ground and they start throwing snowballs at each other. And it's like Pacific Rim uprising. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's over. <laughs> right. They captured uh, Charlie Day and uh, the after credit scene, he's like, they tell him that they're going to take the fight to him. So mm, very uh, Independence Day part two. <laughs> oh, that was bad. Well, it didn't at least didn't end with everybody being like, yeah. <laughs> but i mean yeah that's that's pacific rim in a nutshell <laughs> mm-hmm. what did you guys think on a scale of one to five mark uh well i actually did get a chance to check this movie out uh at a preview beforehand and i got my review up so you can definitely check out my review on the website so wizardpodcast.com and you will see there i gave it a 3.5 out of five i really wanted to give it a four I really, really did, but I, I, I couldn't, I just couldn't do it. So 3.5 out of 5. All right. What about you, Aubrey? I gave it a 2.5 <laughs> uh, just because that seems to be my generic go-to rating for all movies that I could care less about. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it a 
3.5 out of 5 as well, Mark. Wow. Uh, I really liked it. I will probably buy it on Blu-ray. I'll watch it multiple times. Mm-hmm. But it's not a gr- it's it's a flaw it's a flawed movie. It's not a great movie by any stretch of the imagination. No. But it's fun. And there's robots and they're fighting and buildings are knocking over and there's hot Asian chicks and <laughs> and John Boyega is really funny in it. He's actually his character is really really funny. You really kind of want to follow him into adventure. Um, the other teenage kids, they don't really get a lot of time to shine, unfortunately. They, it's right. Like, they, here they are they're in the ships, and that's it. Yeah, it could have used an extra 15, 20 minutes, to be quite honest with you. Mm. But he, uh, yeah, John Boyega's freaking great in this, but he's great in everything. So, you know, it, it's hard to say no. I didn't see Detroit, but, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, that is uh, is what's going on. With Pacific Rim. So, you know, I think you guys should go check. I think you guys should go check it out. Um, I don't think any of us hated it at all. So you might want to wait for a $5 Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever you guys have that at your movie theater. But I, I think it's definitely worth seeing on a nice big screen. We saw an XD and it looked great and sounded great. So can't really complain. Mm-hmm. The fight scenes were fantastic. I love them. So I, I definitely recommend it. If you like robot on robot uh, fight scenes that you can actually see. <laughs> yeah. hot, hot robot on robot action. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, buddy. All right. So why don't we wrap this up with some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey, what is going on? Um, I think everybody should go finish Jessica Jones uh, just so I have people to talk to about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll do just for you, Aubrey. Thanks. Um, but that's about it. I don't have anything else. Well, where are you going to be this coming up weekend? And <laughs> I think everybody should visit me at AwesomeCon. Um, I will be there, I believe, all three days. I'm still working it all out, but I will be there as much as possible. Uh, so, so come find me. I will be probably wearing either a Soul Wizard t-shirt or a shirt that says no. <laughs> <laughs> and where is AwesomeCon, Aubrey? It is in Washington, D.C., at the Walter E. Washington Convention Center on Mount Vernon um, Place in Washington, D.C. March 30th through April 1st. Awesome con. And, uh, yeah, there's some pretty amazing guests there, too. Yeah, there is so many. There, I mean, John Boyega is going to be there. And uh, Stephen Amell. Like, the list just goes on. I'm excited. Yeah. And you're going to get me my Neptune suicide autograph? <laughs> of course. <sighs> I'm fanning myself right now. Sorry. All right. So cool. Yeah. So if you guys are in the area at AwesomeCon, definitely go and try to find Aubrey. If not, stay tuned to our social media. And in a few weeks on the show, we'll be talking all about it. Mark, what do you got to recommend? Uh, something that is not out yet, but it's coming out pretty soon. There's a book called uh, Reconstruction, and it's a, a benefit comic book uh, starring a uh, Puerto Rican superhero, La Boraquina. I think it's how you pronounce it. Uh, DC is lending out their heroes to uh, be in a comic book with this character so that they can raise money for Puerto Rico. Uh, the book comes out uh, May 23rd. 
It's 192 pages, and all of the profits will go towards the funds to uh, help rebuild Puerto Rico, which I thought was a really cool idea. You know, you always see these things, and it's like, man, I wish there was something I could do. Now you could buy a comic book with Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, written by some cool people and with some cool artists. So, uh, yeah, that's coming out May 23rd, so that's what I recommend. Go to your comic book shop and pre-order it. Awesome. Well, I will uh, recommend a few things. First of all, everyone should go to SoWizardPodcast.com where they can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks from Adam and Mark Hellis, SoWizardPodcast.com. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Spotify or any podcatching app you can think of. Don't forget to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and on Podknife.com. And, of course, don't forget to check us out on PowerCast 97.9 Internet Radio every week live with tons of other podcasts streaming directly uninterrupted for you right on their website. Um, let's see. Next week, uh, you should probably go see Ready Player One. Aubrey, you're going to be at Awesome Con, so you don't have to go see it. Woo-woo. <laughs> I'm so angry. <laughs> and um, But me and Mark are going to go see it, and we're going to talk about it on the show next week. Well, Aubrey is recovering, so we're gonna have to find someone to subject to uh, Ready Player One in your place. And we're also, I would also recommend that you go to Awesome Con and then you get ready for Empire State Comic Con coming to uh, Albany, New York in a couple weeks as well. Because we'll be there as press and we'll have a ton of content from there too. But that's all I got. So that's been the podcast uh, on behalf of my co-hosts the queen of all nerds aubrey litchfield so long suckers <laughs> and the expert mr marquis markellis reagans in the words of deadpool let's get ready to get our fuck on <laughs> wakanda forever <laughs> i've been your host joey DiCarlo. this has been episode number 190 of the so wizard podcast coming up on the big 200 soon We'll see you next week for Ready Player One. Good journey. <laughs>